This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, September 2nd, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Louisiana is suing the federal government over, among other things, the Common Core. Neil McCluskey, Associate Director of the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom, says the lawsuit isn't quite as simple as it's made out to be. What uh, Bobby Jindal has done is he has launched a lawsuit against the Department of Education uh, that says the Race to the Top program, which was $4.35 billion out of the stimulus in 2009 uh, that states competed to get part of, and waivers out of the No Child Left Behind Act, which really started in 2011, and said, if you do certain things that the Department of Education wants you to do, you can get a waiver out of parts of the No Child Left Behind Act that people didn't like. He's saying that that is unconstitutional and illegal uh, control of education by the federal government. Now, the biggest part of this that people have heard is the Common Core. He's been fighting Common Core for a while now. That is Common Core or national standards in English and mathematics. There's also a test connected to that, and there was coercion to use the tests that the federal government selected and funded. And he's just saying all of this is unconstitutional and Tenth Amendment and in violation of several federal statutes. So uh, with specific respect to the idea of waivers, you've made this point for a long time that there's nothing in the No Child Left Behind Act or its reauthorization that indicates that the, the Secretary of Education can unilaterally bestow these things upon people. Right. Well, it does say he can give waivers. That is clearly in the law. What it doesn't say is that he can stipulate, you know, put any conditions on those waivers. Uh, and there was actually, before uh, Jindal launched his suit, there was a lot of, there were rumblings about uh, states that might lose a waiver or not get a waiver should sue. Most notably, Washington State had a waiver and lost it because it wouldn't change its teacher evaluation system in the way the Department of Education wanted. And there was talk about maybe Washington State should sue, and then uh, really kind of out of the blue um, uh, in the last few days, uh, the Jindal administration launched its lawsuit against waivers, but also uh, about race to the top and more centered around Common Core. But the the root problem, the principle is still the same, that the federal government has unconstitutionally and illegally uh, taken control of education, which is a state function. His argument is... Uh rooted in the Tenth Amendment, or is it more than that? So these are the, the two arguments. The, the first one, the main one, and the one that everybody should be most interested in, is saying under the Tenth Amendment, the federal government uh, doesn't have authority over education. The states do. Now, of course, uh, it's not just the Tenth Amendment that does that. The Constitution has specific enumerated powers. Those are the only powers the federal government has, and none of it gives them any authority over education. The Tenth Amendment, of course, just sort of reiterates that, saying, look, we've given you now these rights in the Bill of Rights, but none of this is to say the federal government has anything other than the enumerated powers. And so the first thing he's saying is this includes that the federal government can't take tax money and then say to states, if you want this money back, which you know a lot of it came from your taxpayers, then you must follow these conditions. He's saying no, that that is not what the Tenth Amendment allows. Uh, but but that's one of the tough parts of this case is that unfortunately uh, the federal courts have said uh, for um, for decades now that well yes the federal government can attach requirements to money it sends. So this is going to be a tough uh, bar to clear, I think. Unfortunately. Um, 
um, on the constitutional side because, unfortunately, precedent does not seem to respect what the Constitution clearly says. The other things that this is uh, hinged on, which I think it has a greater chance of success in, is in numerous federal education statutes, it says that the federal government may not do anything to control or influence uh, curriculum, programs of instruction, and things like that. And clearly, at least as a, as a matter of reality, that's what waivers and that's what Race to the Top did. It said, if you want money, if you want out of this law that everybody agrees, the No Child Left Behind Act, that everybody agrees makes no sense, you must do what the federal government says, what the Department of Education says. Included in that was adopting the Common Core. Um, and very clearly, that is an effort to influence the program of instruction. The, the reason, though, that this may not be a successful suit is they were very careful, I think, to to leave just enough wiggle room that a judge might say, okay, well, I guess maybe you could say they meet the letter of the law in that race to the top never says Common Core specifically. It just lays out parameters that could only be met by the Common Core, saying you have to have, you have to have uh, standards common to a majority of states that are internationally benchmarked. And the only standard common to a majority of states that said they were internationally benchmarked was the Common Core. But a court could read the regulations and say, well, Okay, it doesn't say it has to be Common Core. Maybe states could have suddenly jumped together a majority and said, okay, we'll do something different. It wasn't going to happen, but he may say that. Uh, and then in waivers, they said, okay, you can adopt these uh, college and career-ready internationally benchmarked standards, or you could have your state college and university system or a state college university system certify your own standards as college and career-ready. This was after Race to the Top. It's after almost everybody said they would adopt Common Core to get Race to the Top money, but there was still enough wiggle room, and there were a few states that said, we'll, we'll use our own standards, that a judge could say, well, this wasn't an absolute requirement, and there was still enough room where we'll say that the Department of Education was within the letter of the law. They clearly were not within the spirit of the law. But that is where the real problem is going to be in the court. So these, this suit is absolutely right on the merits. Whether or not they'll prevail in court is an open question. Neil McCluskey is author of the book Feds in the Classroom. He's also associate director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.